Hello, you're listening to Ishing Slip-Ons, an EXO appreciation podcast, and my name is Michelle. Thanks for joining me again. Uh, last week, we went over episodes five through eight from Idol Producer. Um, we've been covering um, Idol Producer for the past couple of shows, and those who aren't familiar with the show uh, but would like to watch the show, that's the show that Zhang Yixing from EXO is emceeing. Um, he's a Citizens producer on that show. And it's a 12-episode show. The episodes are long, I'm not going to lie. It's about three hours each, sometimes more, just depending on the content. Um, but otherwise, I think it's a really great show. And I definitely think it's worth a watch, even... If maybe Yixing isn't your number one bias, I think it's still a great, um, a great way to see the behind the scenes of what goes on in a trainee's day-to-day life and how they prepare themselves for their stages. Um, I would definitely highly recommend it, especially if you're an XOL. Uh, so like I said, We've already covered episodes one through eight. So this week, let's go ahead and dive in to episode nine. So trainees get to perform the song that is chosen for them. They're the top 35 at this point. Um, If you remember from last week when we covered episode eight, episode eight is a very interesting episode because this is where the trainees were practicing for their performance that was chosen by the fans, but not all the trainees were going to be able to perform. Basically what happened was there was an elimination in the middle of them practicing. So only uh, the top 35 were going to be able to perform the song. Um, so now centers and leaders might have differed from their initial group setting. If there was an excess number of trainees in a group, members of each group will vote who from their group gets moved around. Uh, my favorite part was Yanjun as a leader in firewalking. And the little hamster, he reminds me so much of Minsock and... I won't spoil anything right now, but um, their group was one of my favorites. And again, you get to see Yanjun as a leader again, and he seems to really fit into that role very well. I don't know if he'll be the leader. Oh, I'm so sorry. That was a spoiler. Just kidding. I won't go any further because I did watch episode 12. And like I said, I do know who the top nine are, so I won't say But, I mean, since I spoiled it, yes, he's in the top nine. I do wonder if he'll be the leader of the group. That's all I'm going to say. Sorry. Anyway, Dream Team was my favorite. They look so cohesive, and their friendship stood out to me. I enjoyed seeing Justin's rap and Huba's vocals. And Jenting looks so hot. Again, I I can't with him. If Yanjun is my bias... Jenting is my bias wrecker. I think, actually, hmm, they might be my two biases. 
or biases from idol producer. Is it possible to have two? I think they'd be my top two. Sai Shukun was moved around to a new team um, because from what I remember and from my notes, let me go back. Zheng Hao was originally in his group and because they were worried that Zheng Hao would struggle in a new or Zhang Hao or is it Zheng Hao? But anyway, um, he's the one who sings City of Stars on episode one because they thought that he might struggle in a new group. That's why they voted Sai Shukun out. And Bufan becomes a leader for this group and you see him really get emotional about it. He wants to do this group justice and he doesn't know if he's the right person for the job. Um, before this... We really see Buffon as kind of like a jokester. He's really lighthearted. And I think this is the first time I really see him get emotional. And for me, I felt like it wasn't really like in a selfish way. Like he honestly just wants to do well for all of his group. Uh, Listen to what I say is SM song that they submitted to Idol Producer. I also really enjoyed this song. It was catchy as fuck. The choreo was bomb. And it was just the right amount of cute. Um, And then the audience votes on the performance. And that's the end of episode 9. And in episode 10, they go from the top 35 then to the top 20. Note, all 35 will get a chance to collab with the mentors but only the 20 will proceed. Um, so then they also show um, they show the trainees have a cute game of musical chairs with these inflatable suits just to add an even bigger element of difficulty. And I really enjoyed seeing that because these are the, like, the moments that you get to see them off of the stage and you get to see a true a truer character to themselves. I mean, of course, they're going to have their stage presence, but they're also going to have their personalities that they show off of the stage. And I really like that Idol Producer includes that in their episodes. So you get a fondness. You know, it's like a pro and con, you know. You get to see that, and that kind of affects how you're going to vote. But then again, it really makes you sad if your favorites get voted off because you are so close to them. Um, and then that's pretty much episode 10. Then episode 11 is the episode that's filled with mentor collaborations. So each member or each mentor collaborates with the group. There's 70 each group. The first performance that you see is a 24K Magic and Havana mashup with Cheng Xiao. She shows off her sweet side, treats um, her group to chocolates, and places gifts for each trainee on their beds. And prior to this, um, I'm not going to lie, she probably wasn't one of my favorite trainee, or not one of my favorite mentors, I apologize, Um, simply because she was just so strict. But... 
on this episode, you get to see why she's so strict. You know, she just wants to see them succeed. And with her treating them to snacks and these candies and chocolates and then to these gifts, you know, for the other trainees that aren't in her group. I thought that was very heartwarming and you get to see that it was all coming from like a good place. So, uh, and she's really awesome, an awesome dancer, uh, amazing in her craft. So major props to her. The dance was strong, but the vocals were tough because it was in English. Cheng Xiao is an amazing dancer, like I said, and she's obviously had many years of practice. I believe she's um, a classic ballet dancer as well, and you can definitely see that in her dance performance as well as in her flexibility. And just the trust that she had with the trainees to really, literally lift her up and to catch her, that was amazing. Um, the next m- mentor collaboration is with MC Jin on his song Zero. It was one of my favorite performances. MC Jin has such a way to evaluate so as not to insult the trainees. He really focuses on what they've improved upon. Um, and Cheng Hao's rap stood out to me since they're not traditionally rappers, uh, and I really love seeing Sai Shu Kun reacting to Zheng Hao. You really get to see that friendship developing or how it blossomed. And you also get to see Yan Jun rapping again, which is surprising to me because I didn't really see him as a rapper until this stage. So I really, really enjoyed that performance. Let's see, look through my notes. The next performance is Agent J. I thought it was very well done. There were cohesive vocals and dance. Mentors did a great job letting the trainee shine. Then quit smoking. I see the mentor's talent. A little slow for my taste. Um, and you get to see Jing Ting and John Jin. And Zhang Jin as a leader is so helpful. And then finally, we get to see Mask's performance. And oh my god. And, and if you don't know, Mask is one of Yixing's solo songs. And my goodness, it's just on an echelon all on its own. Like, all of the performances were great. I mean, if I had to choose a favorite aside from Mask, I think it would be Zero, um, followed by Agent J, then um, then going to the 24 Karat Magic, Kavana Mashup, and then probably Quit Smoking. But I mean, they were all amazing, but Mask is definitely on a tier all on its own. Like, wow. You get to see Yixing's professionalism and perfectionism. He's very meticulous. The trainings kill it. And I'm so sad that my little hamster didn't get to make it to the top 20. Like, wow. And the camera work, the dancing and the singing were just amazing. Like, 
it was just so professionally done. It looked like the trainees had already debuted. It was just that great. Uh, unfortunately, Jackson wasn't able to prepare a mentor collaboration stage with the trainees. Um, you know, he has a lot of commitments. I know he was doing Hot Blood Dance Crew. And I believe also he wasn't feeling very well. So, um, for whatever reasons, he wasn't able to do one. Um, which is fine, though, because, I mean, the performances that were given were amazing already. I could only imagine what a stage with Jackson would have looked like. Uh, at the end of the episode, trainees get to decide between two debut songs. And when I say the trainees, I'm talking about the top 20 now only. Um, and then we'll, we go to episode 12, which I finally caught over the past week. I didn't want to let this show go is really hard but um for the sake of the podcast I did go ahead and watch it so the trainees so the episode begins with the trainees reading a letter from their past selves to their present selves and they get to perform I I as a full group all 100 and then um you're introduced to the company's representatives, you know, the companies and the labels that send out the trainees. Representatives from those companies come out. Um, so you get to see each performer or each song decide on the center. So I've noticed that it was always between two. Well, I mean, I say always loosely because it was only two songs that they got to choose between it was it's okay and mac daddy so both times they had to do to choose between two performers as a center and then you don't know who's the center until the day of the performance and this was the first live episode by the way um which i guess for us international fans it doesn't really make a difference but i'm curious to know if for chinese fans it did um, if there was that, like, surprise effect, probably even more so while they're watching it. So, the two groups get to decide between a center. Um, so for the first song, which was It's Okay, it was between Chao Zhe and Yan Jun. And Lin Yan Jun, uh, wins out, or wins that round, he is decided as a center for, and they don't really show, oh, I lie, they do show. So when they choose the finalists of who's going to be the center, then it's then chosen by the group who they feel would best represent the center. So then Yanjun wins that round. And some of the outfits were questionable. I thought Yanjun as a center was outfitted very well. Um, I love Jeffrey's vocals and Xiao Gui and Justin's rap really tie nicely with the song. Then we move on to Mac Daddy. Again, we get to see Zheng Ting's abs and Cheng Cheng 
uh, he stood out, Saishukun stands out as well because they both want to be the leader, or I'm sorry, they both want to be the center, and then you see Saishukun open up the performance, meaning that he becomes the center. Both performances were really great. It was very different feels. I did enjoy It's Okay more, however. It definitely felt more cohesive to me. That was my personal opinion. Um, and throughout the episode, I was really thinking about changing bias- biases uh, for Idol Producer. Yixing will forever be my number one. Um, I was really torn between Lin Yanjun and... Jeng Ting, like I'm saying, I think they might both be my idol producer bias. And a key theme throughout this entire show is the harder you work, the luckier you are. And that's part of Yixing saying, you know, work hard, work hard, and work harder. We also get to find out a little bit more about each trainee and their connection with their fan with their fandoms with their fan sites and everything um for example like pro candies that's Jeng Ting's fandom and trainees think the citizen producers and their fans especially um like I said their fan sites and we get to see a special performance of forever So, Forever was only performed by the top 20. Then, Ishin goes ahead and interviews the eliminated trainees. And you get to hear an update about what they've been up to and future projects for them. Um, there's a guy from Thailand who did the da-da-da-da performance. And he's going to be in... Um, an upcoming Chinese movie that's being filmed in his native Thailand and he seems to be doing pretty well for himself and then you get to hear from Yan Lei um, so those are just a couple of the interviews that really stood out to me um, and then you get to see the top 20's families send them a video message so the top 20 go to a darkened room where they just look into a mirror and you think or they think I should say that they're just seeing their transition from when they first got there to the present time and Sai Shukun makes a comment of how much he's lost weight and then all of a sudden a video projects into it and it's a message from their families I found that to be very touching and it really again Gives them, an, gives them an example that they're just humans, just like the rest of us, and, you know, they have families waiting for them back at home. Um, and it's sad because you realize that a lot of them haven't seen their families in a long time, and they've really given up a whole lot in order to achieve this dream. So really, for the ones who aren't going to debut it's really disheartening for them because they've worked so hard and they've given so much of themselves 
to be able to get that opportunity to debut. At the end of the episode, the trainees say goodbye to the dorms and rooms throughout the show. So, like, the makeup room, um, the exercising room, and then the practice rooms are just examples of the rooms that they um, say their farewells to. And they talk about the experiences in each room, for example, like the makeup room where they would all line up when it was a hundred of them in order for them to get their chance to get makeup applied on them. And then the difference from the 100 to like the end of the show with the top 20, you know, before they would have to wait their turn. And by the time they would get to the 20 or the, by the time they got to like the top 20, they didn't have to wait anymore. And there was like a certain liveliness that went away with that. Because there weren't people to play jokes in the background with, to distract them. Uh, so, now, I'll go ahead and, again, major spoiler if you haven't seen it. But if you have, then I don't have a problem with saying um, who the top nine are. So, number one is Sai Shu Kun. Number two is Nong Nong. Number three, Fawn. Chong Chong, number four, Justin, number five, Lin Yan Jun, number six, Zhu Jingting, number seven, Wang Ziyi, number eight, Xiao Gui, and number nine is Yu Zhongjing. And before they announce number nine, they announce 10 through 12, so you kind of get to see who was really close to debuting and the one that saddened me was the most was um the city of stars performer because i've always admired his voice from episode two onward because i believe his um performance of city of stars was on episode two <sighs> i really love the show and thankfully i don't have to really say goodbye to the boys because um, the same channel that aired Idol Producer is also going to do a variety show based on 9%, which is the group that is going to debut with the top nine trainees from Idol Producer. So I really look forward to that. I really like this show. Um, I don't know if I'm going to see Tao's version of um, Producer 101 with the trainees, with the girl with the female trainees, I should say. Um, it's a similar concept. I'm open to it because Tao's in it. And, of course, um, one of the members of Go Fighting is in it as well. Oh, God, I'm blanking on his name. Um, Sholo. Sholo is going to be in Producer 101 with the female trainees. So I might check it out. Uh, I'm not sure um, right now. I am back to watching uh, Running Man China with Luhan, as well as Hot Blood Dance Crew with Luhan, and I'm watching Jongin's uh, drama Miracle That We Met. 
and I'm preparing to watch Go Fighting, although I heard that the first episode is just going to be a rerun of one of the episodes from last season. A little bit upset about that, but not too upset because that means that I can catch up on my other shows since there are so many to catch up. Um, I've been watching It's Dangerous Outside of the Blankets. I've been following. I really like the storyline. Um, no Kim and Sokka, a.k.a. Schumann yet. Hopefully soon, crossing my fingers. And I also ordered um, the Monster Highlighter from Colourpop. So hopefully that'll come in sometime soon. So I can go ahead and do a full product review of all the products. Um, so that'll probably be next week. Um, there's just so much to cover right now. Um, I know this past week um, we've had Sehun's birthday. We've had Luhan's birthday. Um, let's see. We've had OT9 reunion. You know, Yixing flew back to South Korea to support the Blooming Days comeback from CBX. And, you know, we have Chanyeol, Sehun, Junmyeon. And Kyung Soo showing their support for the boys. Um, right now, Nini is busy with his dramas and his projects. But I'm sure that he's supporting them in private. And I would hate for any fans to spectate that you know, that he's not showing their support. But I have seen that online. And um, really, you guys, they're all so busy. And, you know, we can't fault them for having their own individual schedules. I'm really excited as well. Uh, Sehun's upcoming variety show is going to debut on May 4th for Netflix, but Busted. And then he's working on his webtoon drama, I guess. I'm not sure if it's a, an actual web drama or what, if they're going to premiere like as full length episodes or what's going on with that but I look forward to it as well anyway so that was the end of Idol Producer um please let me know your thoughts and ideas and again go ahead and follow me on twitter at Aishing Slip-Ons I look forward to more listeners and more responses um again have a wonderful day I wish you all the best I'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.